Welcome to the FBA Profits Show with your hosts Subi and Leland. Did you know Brooklyn, New York has more women startups than any other U.S. city? Welcome to FBA Profits. My name's Leland. I'm Zuby. Hey, Zuby. How are you? Hanging in there, buddy. How are you? (laughs) Doing great. Uh, This podcast is for uh, those who are interested in, already involved in, thinking about getting in fulfillment by Amazon. Um, Zuby and I talk on the podcast about what we've been through, best practices, a little bit of the coaching services that we offer, and uh, just in general, uh, you know, talk so we can listen to ourselves talking to each other. But um, we're glad you're here. And today we're going to talk about some of the, I don't know, common fears or concerns with jumping into FBA, but then also in a larger sense, just starting your own gig. We've both done that and uh, we certainly have walked through it. And I don't know about you, Zuby, each time I start something new, I the same anxieties uh, come up. It doesn't really ever change. Yeah, the the butterflies that wake me up in the, in the early in the morning or <laughs> middle of the night, they're usually the same butterflies. You're right. Agreed. So um, we'll probably weave in and out, you know, as it relates to FBA and then just in general, some of the other entrepreneurial uh, uh, challenges that are there. And, um, you know, uh, to me, the FBA has a very strong entrepreneurial foundation. You're out there, you're doing it, you're a third party seller. There's a lot of great stuff that Amazon's created for you. You don't have to worry about the marketing component, uh, the platform. Uh, you know, certainly uh, um, the logistics of um, sending it out to the the, the last mile. You're, you know, you're not riding your bicycle, uh, delivering it yourself if you have to. But one of, one of the myths that uh, or fears is that you need some type of formal education to get this going. And um, I would say no as it relates to the FBA, but I would also say no, as it relates to being an entrepreneur. And uh, Zuby, if you don't mind, I'm, one of the mentors that I had actually had an education, he was an engineer, and he had three times started something and exited all three of those very successfully. So he had no formal business education. His was of hard knocks, right? He, he had done enough over time to be able to do it. But Really, it's just common sense. It's just taking best practices. With the age of the internet, a lot of that stuff is out there. It's just knowing how to, you know, type into Google "how do you," and you know, having the time to read it. No thoughts on that. Sorry, I lost you there. <laughs> One second. <laughs> I thought you had more to say. <laughs> no, no worries. I, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. So, sorry about that. No, I, I, I agree that the the formal training, the, the education, it, 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 it comes in handy, but you definitely don't need it. Um, it's, uh, you know, Facebook was uh, um, created by, depending on which story you believe, by somebody who's a dropout who stole it from his, his uh, roommate. Um, and you know, you, you don't need education. You don't need, uh, sorry, formal education. Um, and you don't need, um, uh, real, you know, uh, training for, for being successful. You do need to understand the business you're getting into. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you do need to have a um, uh, a passion for it. You need to you do need to have a passion for learning and educating yourself about whatever sector or business that you're going to be running into. But you don't need to go uh, to, to have a four-year college degree or a an MBA uh, in order to be successful as an entrepreneur in general. Definitely, you don't need it for an FBA business. And so the working with somebody right now and they're really concerned with uh with failing and it's funny as adults we have we still have that thing like what if this thing doesn't work out and um or what if it's just mediocre right um what if it just you know chugs along and that last one is always funny to me because i feel that sometimes just being mediocre right just that the you don't not everybody gets to be amazon apple but the players below that also have great success. So you can fill a lot of your financial buckets for a considerable point of time in doing good enough, right? Um, and I know those who read the book Good to Great are probably you know freaking out right now. But um, in my mind, also failure, it, it, there's a history of successful failures, right? There's so many, uh, Bill Gates had, a, I don't know if you knew this, he had a, a traffic data idea. It was something called Trafo data. That was before Microsoft. So his big thing that he was going to, you know, make billions on was something called Trafo data, which completely failed, you know, and the list goes on. Jobs got fired by Apple you know, and Thomas Edison was expelled from school. You can go through even the guy who started GoPro. His first thing was something called Funbug, which completely just bombed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, in my mind, failure, the risk of failure is always there whatever you're going to do it's what you do with it and even if you just do good enough it's understanding you know your strategy and then what is it you're trying to get out of it if you want to be the next bill gates my hat's off to you good luck but if you're trying to build something that you're you just mentioned it passionate about and believe in then you know quote unquote mediocre i would i would also invite anybody who's thinking that they're worried about it being mediocre what does that mean is it because your friends you know and family are like hey that's cute that you're doing this little business on the side but you know if it's something that you're really passionate about and it's paying the bills it doesn't matter it's for you it's not it's not for them I, I agree with most of what you said, but I am a uh, I, I love good to great, and uh, I agree with them that good enough isn't. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely um, for me um, personally, failure um, and good enough are two different things. Um, mm-hmm. Failure is almost mandatory to a certain degree in for success. Uh, there are a few people that have never failed in life, and they are extremely successful. I don't know them. Um, I, but there, there has to be, I'm, I'm guessing, but everybody I know that is successful, um, including myself to any degree of success that I have, whether it's, uh, in, in my personal life, whether it's in my marriage, whether it's in my business endeavors, um, I have failed over and over again. The, 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 the key factor behind that failure is, do you stay down or do you get back up and learn from that and then keep going? Um, if, if, if you fail and you just give up, that's wrong. But if you fail and you get up and you try something else, well, that failure was no longer a failure. That was just a learning uh, exercise. So, um, like I said, I agree with, with with most of what you said. <laughs> but um, when it comes to when it comes to saying 
you know what, th this is good enough for my business. Um, I'm I'm happy where I am. Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely okay to be that way. It's just not me. Um, you know me. You know me well enough to know that um, I I get bored easily when I reach a, a a certain goal, and then I have to have you know growth. I have to have more. I have I'm I'm an I'm an extremist, so I have to keep pushing for for the next level and the next level. Um, and uh, it drives my wife crazy sometimes, um, but it's for me. It's uh, it's just the way that I was built, I guess. Um, but I that 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 drive and that 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 hunger has to be there. Uh, there were times in my life when I did almost give up on, on a lot of things, including on myself at certain times. Mm. And I had you know friends like you and family members who who really sort of kicked me in the ass and, and, and got me back on track um, to, to, to push me back on, on say, hey, th this isn't you, this isn't, this isn't okay. You got to jump back on that horse. Um, so it is, it, it is important to fail and to, to, to get back up um, and to continue pushing yourself. Um, now, if you have a business, um, you know, a lot of a lot of our students have uh, their their FBA business, their Amazon business, as a side hustle, as as a secondary income, and they don't have expectations for it beyond just having, hey, this is going to be just a secondary source of revenue income. It's going to be long term, and I'm not really looking to grow it to a certain to to you know a huge business. And that's in that sense, absolutely, that is good enough because that's their goal is for it to be just good enough. Uh, but if if you have any ambitions to grow it uh, past anything, uh, then then like the book says, good enough isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I can definitely do a book review at some point. I I, I don't talked about I don't, that. I know I don't disagree wholly with the good to great. I think when I was thinking of it, it was more along the lines of when you're an entrepreneur and you're struggling along, right? You're taking shots you know it would kick to the chin or a uh, chest or the shins or whatever analogy fits for whatever that challenge is um trudging along is it to me part of the challenge right to day to day because we've talked about this when you're an entrepreneur sometimes you're the one who's sweeping up at the end of the day and then those times you're in some you know meeting and you're dressed in the nines and you really got to perform and it feels great and you're talking to somebody of some type of uh, prestige um all along that you know, it, sometimes it's just good enough to sweep, right? And that, sure. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but um, I I, I'm a follower of good to great, too, that I think there's always room for improvement. But I think, uh, you know, being a perfectionist sometimes is uh, part of the challenge is accepting, like, it is what it is, and you got to move forward. Um, one of the other fears um, in this one, I, I, we'll see if you disagree, too. I, I, you, might, <laughs> you might agree with me on this one, is that it's too risky to do your own thing whether that's FBA or your own business. And uh, it, you, earlier you mentioned something, right? You were down in the community, the network, the friendships help you. You know, for as much as you, you say, I helped you, you help me a lot too. Because there are some days where it's just, it's, it's a grind, right? And the fears can be overwhelming or the news can be overwhelmingly negative and you have to find a way. And to me, that network is what helps having peers around you, that do this. Now, some of the peers that I have are deeply embedded in corporations. And <laughs> when I talk to them, the risk 
of you know uh, the quarter to quarter mentality by some large companies, uh, the change in, in bosses. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to friends of mine who say, well, here I go again. I got to do this whole manage my brand within the large organization because my boss has changed. My boss's boss has changed. They, there's a new C-level sweet guy. It's this whole thing. And to me, that, to, to me, that's equally, if not more risky than having my own thing. Now, having your own thing requires a different set of risks, right? I mean, there could be financial instability you need to deal with. And it's more direct than just pulling a paycheck. And by the way, just, just this last few months have been interesting with that financial instability as we see larger institutionalized big companies struggling because, you know, nobody's buying movie tickets or, you know, uh, nobody's buying cars. I mean, these are, you know, cornerstones of the American culture that are struggling right now. There's risk in that, too. Yeah, I, I really want to play a devil's advocate and, and disagree with you. On Do that, it. But I can't. <laughs> I, I just I can't. The, the, you know, I understand exactly what you're saying, and but um, anybody that's in corporate America, anybody that that holds a job and works for someone else or works for a paycheck, um, it it if you do it long enough, you get to a point where you have now mentally tied your 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 income to that company, and so the fear of losing that income is you you get you get you get. Uh, sort of used to that money. You get used to those every two week paychecks, um, and you plan your whole life around those paychecks. Um, you plan, you know, how much you're, what, what kind of house you're going to live in, or what kind of apartment you're going to live in, what kind of car you're going to drive, uh, what kind of food you're going to buy, what, what kind of all, you know, all your social uh, aspects. It's all tied around your income, your ha that that paycheck, and that paycheck is stable for the most part. You know, goes up maybe two, three percent, five percent. And then you have that, if you're lucky, you have that end of the year Christmas or holiday bonus check that then that will serve as, you know, making making up for the whole year of uh, working under a boss you didn't you didn't like. Um, but the, if, if you just take a step back and look at it, um, yeah, it's the, the safety of that paycheck every two weeks is great, but you're also one one uh, event away from losing that, getting fired, and then you have to go and try to find another place to work at. Is this, the risk level is just as high there as it is failing it uh, for, uh, on on your own business. Mm -hmm. The difference is, I mean, you and I are biased because we're both entrepreneurs, but the difference is when you have your own business, you're working for yourself. You can bust your ass for somebody else. And it might impact your end of the year bonus a little bit. You can make them millions of dollars, but it's not going to really, you're not going to see anywhere near that type of a increase in your, in your paycheck. But if you make millions of years and you bust your, sorry, millions of dollars and you bust your ass for yourself, it's going to have a direct impact on you. Yeah, the, the risk is there, but the risk is there whether you have a job or you're on your own. The only difference is that when you're on your own and you have your own business, um, you the risks are there but the, the rewards are much higher for yourself i agree and I, I, as you were saying that i was thinking that different folks that have approached me like how to start something right and this is where i get excited with you know fba because this is a very clear way you don't have to be super uber creative right it's not like um, you're required to sit down, come up with an idea, you know, patent it or, 
you know, at where does it get manufactured? I mean, there's very tangible ways to jump right in without being creative. Um, you, you don't even need to, um, I get it. I get that. You know, like, I want to do this. I want to be an entrepreneur, but you know, what services can you provide? What can you get to the market? To me, FBA is a very clear way of jumping into that space and, you know, learning and stretching and figuring out how to do your own gig. Just to, um, play off of that as well. Um, and, and give an example, uh, it's summertime right now and the uh, schools are out. Um, my, I have a 14 year old son, so I'm having him come to the office with me every day. Otherwise he's going to be in front of the computer watching YouTube and, and what else, you know, uh, playing video games. Um, so I had him, I've, I've had him come to the office with me every day for two, three weeks now. And, uh, last week he decided that, Hey dad, I want to open up my own Amazon store. Um, and here, this friend of mine and I have talked about it, and we're going to start our own uh, Amazon store. Oh, and also, hey, look, we, we want to do a, a, a YouTube channel for it, too. <laughs> 14 years old, st spend two weeks with me listening to me talking to clients and to, to uh, uh, students, um, doing some work for me as far as researching you know, for wholesale accounts and learning uh, Amazon terminology and whatnot. And he's like, hey, I can do this. Um, I I, I, I want to do it. Absolutely, you know that the, the anybody can do it as mm -hmm. long as you have that passion and you drive and you want to do it. This is such a there, anybody can do it. Yeah, it's the lemonade stand. It really yeah. is. It really is. So That's a very good analogy. Th this one was interesting to me thinking about it. You know, what would other people think now? I, there's a bit of the ego thing here, right? And I have a background in corporate America. I had little letters after my name and all that kind of good stuff. So I, I could see falling into it. But over the years, I mean, I've been involved with different types of businesses. One of them was, uh, you know, I, I think I think uh, as we got to know each other, I was I was doing some consulting work and getting deeply embedded with a group that dealt with trash. It, it was IT trash, but it was trash. And uh, I remember one of my buddies saying, oh, you're, you're going to get into trash collection. You're a trash guy. You're a garbage guy. And uh, <laughs> there was a bit of my ego like, hey, wait a second. And maybe there's some of that with the FBA, you know, like, oh, you're reselling stuff on on Amazon. And um, to me, this is just it's just con contempt right prior to investigation. Um, so, so many different uh, businesses that, uh, you know, you meet somebody at, uh, like, we both have kids about the same age. You go to a school function, you don't know what that other person's doing. Everybody's doing whatever they're doing at the school. And um, I always find it interesting when you start talking to people because then you find connections to them. Even with the IT uh, recycling, um, that opened up a lot of other opportunities and a lot of other places. Um, so worrying about what other people would think, whether it's your friends or your family to me is inconsequential because it's, it's just improving the network and yourself in a way that can only benefit in the long run. Yeah, and, that, and that's true for any part of your life. It's not just yeah. for your business. You know, if you, if you live your life for what other people think, you're never going to be happy. That's true. Uh, you have to do it based on what makes you happy. And if, if it's something that, um, you know, it's it's it you you like doing and it, it it gets you up in the morning, even if everybody else looks down on it. 
uh, you can prove them all wrong by being successful in it, by showing them that, hey, look, this is what happiness looks like. Um, and not, not everybody looks at financial, uh, you know, becoming wealthy as the end-all be-all. Um, mm-hmm. Happiness yeah. is, is different from for everybody, but the key is the pursuit of it. Um, you want to be at, at, a, at, at a point in your life where you are financially stable um, and you are happy with where you are. So what people think is irrelevant to that. Um, I have, you know, my, my, my brother-in-law, um, he started, uh, he, he talked to me years ago about, hey, I want to buy um, a uh, coin-operated laundromat. I'm like, what? Coin out, you go collect quarters? <laughs> uh, he just, uh, this was, I think, six years ago that he was talked to me about it. Uh, last month, he put a down payment on a $3 million house on the same street as Reggie Miller. It's yeah. and he, he owns eight different laundromats now and he's building an empire with with you know quarter of the time uh, a, 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 a one load at a time it's so it you, you can't worry about what people think if he had, you know if, if he had for for even a second yeah. uh, thought about it, oh my god what are people going to say about me going and collecting quarters out of laundromats and laundry machines uh, he wouldn't be where he is right now. Yeah, I would have joined him in that process. I had that exposure a long time ago for a friend who was working at a property management company. And he told me, he goes, you ever run into money? This is what you need to build. One of two things you need to do, a public storage facility because it's a land hold for later or coin operated laundry. And I remember the coin operator, I laughed at him and he goes, come with me because he had a his side hustle was coin operated, coin operated laundromat. And we went and we collected the quarters and he had a, one of the big Dodge Ram trucks. We filled the whole thing up with quarters in the back, spent all day, pulls up to the bank. He goes, we're going to go walk in and tell my guy that he has to pull the hand dolly out. And I go, dude, somebody's going to steal that, the money because it's literally <laughs> money sitting in the bed of a truck. And he looks at him and goes, if anybody wants to start picking up those bags of quarters, <laughs> they can take them. And watching the, the, the crew from the bank come out and load it up and then... As he drove away, he's like, oh, here's the deposit slip. And I saw the deposit slip and I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, uh, yeah, it contempt prior to investigation. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the financial part of it is interesting that you mentioned, too, because what are the goals? Right. So um, being an entrepreneur, like does it to get into being an entrepreneur, you need a lot of money. Right. Or it's going to create such financial instability. I agree with you if you're already you know, paycheck to paycheck. Absolutely. You have to plan for the future and you have to have a strategy, right? I would not suggest somebody start their own thing if they didn't have some runway already established or like what we talk about with some of the retail arbitrage is that it's a side hustle. You have a main source of income, things are stable, and then you try to do your next thing. I wouldn't suggest, you know, gambling with house money, you know, putting it all on red or black to then, you know, this is your key to your retirement. I'm not suggesting that. But I think knowing your situation exactly where you are and you plan for it and then you execute, um, you can start just about any business with almost little to no money. Part of that's a strategy that, you know, if you join us on the coaching front, I'll share with you because it was from my mentor. But um, you know, it's not Silicon, not every business has to start with Silicon Valley type of mentality. If you're going to go raise millions of dollars to do it. Um, a lot of times it can just be finding the right client. Um, in, in this case with 
you know, back to our thing, right? The FBA, um, it's just a little bit of capital and then grinding at it and it can turn into something else. Yeah. And, and, you know, financial instability, uh, whether you're an entrepreneur or a nine to fiver, um, financial stability could be there regardless. It, it, it goes well beyond, uh, what you're doing. It, it goes, it, that gets into, how you're spending your money, whether you're you, whether you understand how to invest and how to save and how to you know what to buy, what not to buy. Um, and unfortunately, I know people who, quote unquote, uh, are millionaires, uh, but their net worth is is negative uh, mm-hmm. because they have you know they make a lot of money, but they spend a lot more than they make on a regular basis. Uh, they you know somebody, I read an article the other day about the person who uh, who won. The 315 million dollar uh, Powerball, and and the guy is destitute now. It's just if you don't know what you're doing with money, um, and if you don't learn what how to manage your finances, financial stability is is, is ine- inevitable. Uh, but beyond that, if we're just looking at a at the perspective of a um, you know FBA business or any entrepreneurial endeavor, um, like you said, you don't need. Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to start a business. A uh, little bit of an investment. Uh, you don't. You don't want to put your, you know, the money for that that you're going to use for uh, groceries into your business. Uh, but if you have some capital saved aside, just a few thousand dollars is is what most of our students uh, start with. Um, you can really grow that, um, and you can grow it. And as you learn the process, and as you earn more money from other sources and as you increase that your investment into your business it will continue to grow and then it's going to get to a point where um, and, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience because that's exactly what I did uh, it's going to get to a point where you get large enough to where you're going to have whether it's Amazon lending or QuickBooks lending or your banks they're going to come and give you really good rates uh, to borrow money to grow your business and then you are making money on other people's money which is the way to wealth, which is the, how how you can really uh, you know get well beyond where your financial situation was when you started up. Great. All right. So, any do you have any uh, additions to sort of the common fears or concerns? I mean, you've you've been doing your own gig for a, a long time. Uh, what 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 do you have? I think I think one of the biggest fears um, for anybody who doesn't understand. Uh, entrepreneurship, but also for specifically, you know, FBA is, um, well, if I start a business, if something goes wrong, I'm going to be held personally liable for it. Uh, And I could lose, you know, whatever I have right now, my house, my, my, you know, they consume me personally. Um, There are definitely, you know, there, we have students who are, uh, quote unquote, uh, solopreneurs um, you know they, they have sole proprietorships and that's how they run their Amazon business but as long as you do a little bit of research or you have um, you know the right coach and they, they they sort of hold your hand and teach you how to do it properly uh, the, the, there's a very you know US law uh, allows you to have a very strict veil between your personal assets and your business assets so uh, that that fear is is not warranted as long as you stay within you know the rules and the laws of of having whether it's an LLC a sole proprietorship or whatever you decide to do, um, you you can definitely have separate entities and run a business and 
you know, there are people who inadvertently, not with no fault of their own, something goes wrong and uh, they get sued. If you if you have done your due diligence and you've set up your business the proper way, your personal assets are not nowhere near being uh, in jeopardy of anything. But that's that to me is one of the biggest fears that I hear from anybody who has never been an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. All right. So as always, we thank you for listening, getting all the way to the end of the to the podcast, if you will. There's lots of choices out there. And if you get a chance, go to proasins.com, sign up for the newsletter, check out what we're doing, join us on the fe uh, Facebook group, uh, Profitable Asins. That's how you can find us on there. And then um, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Zuby. Thank you. Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. Visit proasins.com for more information like our Facebook group, Twitter, and direct contact.